But we started a new message series on prayer last week and just introducing some principles for prayer. And, and it's my hope and it's my prayer that, that the, these principles will encourage you in your prayer life. And, and last week we just said, just get in the presence of God. Just take time to get into the presence of God. You know, Jesus said in Matthew 6 that when you pray, go into a quiet place, shut the door uh, behind you and pray to your Father in private. Now, Jesus is saying that, listen, you just need to close everything else off and just get into God's presence. Just get into the place where God is. Set everything else aside and get into the presence of God because you know what? When you get into the presence of God, everything else flows. The Bible tells us in your presence, in his presence is what? Fullness of joy. In his presence is fullness. If you're looking for something, it's in his presence because in his presence is fullness. And I want to continue this morning talking about prayer. Um, and I want to read a prayer that's found in, in a few verses in the book of Chronicles. Now, if anyone has ever read Chronicles, you might be thinking, do you know what Chronicles? They might have well have called it the book of deja vu. Because every time you open Chronicles and you start reading it, you think, do you know what? I've read this before. I'm reading Chronicles. and I know this. I've read this before. Why is it in the Bible? Why, why is the Bible just repeating it? They could have just taken two whole books out, made it a little bit smaller, and it would be really easy because if you've read Samuel and you've read Kings, you get to Chronicles and you think, I've read this. I know, I know this. Why, why, why is it repeating itself? Well, Chronicles is different because Chronicles, uh, sorry, the book of Samuel uh, and kings were written what we call pre-exile. So the, the, the Israelites were, were carted off to exile in Babylon. Samuel was written before the exile. Kings was written during the exile. And Chronicles was written after the exile. And what happened is they, they'd been in Babylon for so long. They'd been in Babylon for 70 years. And, and they, they get allowed back. King Cyrus allows them to come back to Jerusalem. Jerusalem's in ruins. It's been burnt down. It's been sacked. And they come back and 70 years has gone past. A whole generation has gone past. And they get back to Jerusalem. And they don't know what they're doing. They don't know the law. They don't know the ways of God. And Ezra has to come back and he, it says that he reads the law to them. So Chronicles is Ezra rewriting Samuel and Kings. He's rewriting Samuel and Kings and he writes them slightly a little bit more positive because he wants to encourage the people. Uh, you know, I know we've had bad times, but listen, here's the good stuff. And Chronicles, actually, when you read it, is a really positive book. And he wants to encourage the people as they come back from exile, come on, we've got an incredible lineage. We've got an incredible history. We've got an incredible ancestry here. Let's get back into God. Can I say as a church, we've got an incredible lineage. We've got an incredible ancestry and a history. And I want to encourage us, let's get back into God. Let's discover his presence. But... but when you get to Chronicles, if you start reading it, you'll get to 1 Chronicles 1, 1 Chronicles 2, 1 Chronicles 3. And by then, you've probably switched off because it's all genealogy. It's all sons and daughters and more sons and more daughters. But if you miss them, you'll, if you skip them, you'll miss something. Because if you go to 1 Chronicles 4, stuck in the middle of 600 names, we find one name, Jabez. And so I want to encourage you to turn to 1 Chronicles 4, uh, verse 9, which says this. There was a man named 
Jabez, who was more honorable than any of his brothers. His mother named him Jabez because his birth had been so painful. He was the one who prayed to the God of Israel, Oh, that you would bless me and expand my territory. Please be with me in all that I do and keep me from trouble and pain. And God granted him his request. You know, the first thing we notice about Jabez, his name means pain. Can I suggest his name represents every problem, every challenge, every difficulty, every hurdle you will ever have to overcome. But despite his name, despite his challenges, despite what's been spoken over him, he rises up and he prays this prayer, oh, that you would bless me. Oh, that you'd expand my territory. Please be with me in all I do. Keep me from all trouble and pain. And what happened? God granted his request. And he starts with these words. And they're words that I I just love what Chris prayed this morning because it really just speaks into this message. He starts with these words, Oh, that you'd bless me. How many of us are just scared to say those words? We feel guilty about saying them. Oh, that you would bless me. And, And it's not this kind of, Jesus, bless me, please. He, he says, oh, bless me. You know, actually, if we look at the, the, the Hebrew here, what Jabez is saying is, God, bless me indeed. God, bless me abundantly. And, I, and as we focus on prayer, I want to encourage you, it's okay to ask God to bless you. It's okay. God wants you to ask him. He wants you to ask him for blessing. And I want to encourage you as you pray, pray for God's blessings in your life. Because God wants you to. He wants you to ask for God's blessings. Faith doesn't have to hurt. It doesn't have to be painful. And so many of us, we see God as as hard or or judgmental or, or, you know, ungiving. The Bible tells us God's good. The Bible tells us he's a good father. The Bible tells us God is a blesser and not a withholder. Matthew 7 says, listen, if you know how to give gifts to your children, what about God? If you can give gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly father give good gifts to those who ask him? You know, there's songs that says, if you clothe the sparrow, how much more? How much more would God give you? God is a father who loves it when his children ask for blessings. But we get a bit nervous. And we get a bit kind of guilty about asking for blessing. And I want to also suggest that we may have been put off by the modern church. And when I mean that, I mean this idea of what some people call prosperity theology or prosperity preaching. And you might have uh, heard of this, and you might have been in certain churches, and you might have heard the phrases, name it and claim it. Blab it and grab it. And you might have heard those phrases, or you, you might have turned on certain Christian TV channels, and you see people in very, very nice suits, on very uh, expensive stages, telling you to sow into their ministry, because if you don't sow your seed right now, their ministry will collapse. And they tell you that, you know, you've got to give to our ministry. Don't give to anyone else. Give to our ministry because only by giving to our ministry will God bless you. And if we're honest, it puts us off. We're not allowed certain Christian TV channels in our house. 
Because the sight of my breakfast running down the front of the TV screen is not, is not a good one. Now, I'm not against people having stuff. I'm really not. You know, God blesses us. 1 Timothy says that, that our trust should be in God, who gives us all we need for our enjoyment. God gives us stuff. Stuff is okay. There's nothing wrong with having stuff. But read the next bit. Use them for doing good. They should be rich in good works, generous to those in need, always being ready to share with others. Do you know what? God wants you blessed because he wants you to be a blessing. He wants you to bless others. He wants you to have the resources that are needed to make a difference on this planet. And actually, when we talk about the word prosperity, I will happily talk about prosperity because prosperity in the Old Testament is the Hebrew word tzalach. And it means to push me forward. That's what it means. It doesn't mean about being rich. It, it has this idea that, that, okay, God, I can go this far on my own, but I need you to get me further. On my own, I can get to a certain point in my life, but I need God to push me on. And then with, with God's help, if he'll bless me, he will push me forward. He'll bless me with what I don't have. So I want you to learn to pray, God, don't just give me what I need. Give me more than I need so I have more to give away. God, give me more than I need so I have something to give away. I can only get to this point. But God, if you push me forward, if you bless me, I can give more. You know, Matthew 7, Jesus said, keep on asking. Keep on asking and you'll receive. Keep on seeking, you'll find. Keep on knocking and the door will be opened. In James, it says, if you need wisdom, ask. And he will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking. It's okay to ask for blessings. Now, the New King James in that version says that God will give liberally. Other translations say he will give generously. But we need to remember all the time that with, with great blessing comes great responsibility. God said to Abraham, I will bless you. I will make you into a great nation. I will bless you and you will be a blessing to Others, we spent a period just after Christmas talking about that we are blessed to be a blessing. We are blessed so we can bless others. Everything is given to you so you can enjoy it, but also so you can make a difference. We're called to steward it. Jesus said, if you've been given much, much will be required. If you've been entrusted with much, even more will be required. You know, Psalm 23, David says, my cup overflows with blessing. Well, what happens when your cup overflows? You've got more to give away. You've got more to share because you're being blessed abundantly. So I want to encourage you this week in your prayer life, pray this prayer, God, bless me so that I can be a blessing to others and, and just see what God will do. And then we get to the next part of this prayer because if God gives you more than you need, if God blesses you, then you can move on to part two because this prayer actually builds on each different uh, line because when you have more, you can pray the next part where J Jabez says, God, would you expand my territory? If you're blessed, you can say, okay, God, expand my territory because having blessings isn't where it ends. Because you can, you, can, you can have all this blessing, you can have all this stuff, but if you don't have any influence with people, all you have is stuff. If no one wants what you have, then all you have is stuff for no reason. You know, you can't make a difference in this world unless you have influence. 
But because you have more, because you're blessed, God can enlarge your territory. He can enlarge your influence and what you do to make a difference in this world. And that's the, that first part is, is, you know, it's about asking God for, for influence. The first part of the prayer is saying, God, bless me abundantly so I can be a blessing to others. And then, God, give me influence. Expand my territory. Use me to influence others. So I want to encourage you when you pray, ask God for blessing and ask God for influence. Wherever you go in your world, you can ask God for influence. You can have influence with the people around you. And, and you know, God is saying here, listen, I'm just waiting for you to ask. God says, ask of me and I'll give you the nations in Psalm 2. It says, only ask. I just want somebody who wants it. And I, want, I just get reminded of that, that, that passage in, in Isaiah where God says, who shall I send? I'm looking for someone to send. And everyone in Isaiah goes, God, here I am. Send me. You know, like that sub on a football pitch. I don't want to be on the bench. I want to be in the game. I want to be on the pitch. I want to be in. I want to be part of what God is doing. Here I am, God. God, enlarge my territory. God, I want to make a difference. Can I encourage you to dream big? Dream big dreams for God and what you can do for his kingdom. Do you know what? I believe passionately. If we only ask, God will give us Newbridge. If we only ask, God will give us not just Newbridge. He'll give us Caerphilly. I believe he'll give us Wales. God says, ask. In Isaiah 54, there's a passage where Isaiah, uh, he's given a prophetic message. And he says this, sing, O childless woman, you who have never given birth. And that, that is it's a prophetic message there for people who feel they've never done anything significant. For a, for a woman in Isaiah's time, that was the most significant thing a woman could do was, was to give birth, to have children. So if you feel like you've never done anything significant, Isaiah says, sing. And then he says this, break into loud and joyful song, O Jerusalem, you who have never been in labor. For the desolate woman now has more children than the woman who lives with her husband. And God says, come on, I've still got something for you. I've still got something for you. And then it says this, enlarge your house. Build an addition. The NIV says, enlarge the place of your tent. Stretch your tent curtains wide. God, enlarge my territory. God, give me influence. It says, spread out your home, expand your expense, and what will happen? You'll soon be bursting at the seams. Wouldn't it be great that we would be bursting at the seams? Because we've prayed for blessing, and we've prayed for influence. And God wants to give you influence to do amazing things for his kingdom. Why do I believe this? Because it says in Ephesians 2, he can do immeasurably more. He can do immeasurably more than we can ask or imagine. According to what? Our power? Our strength? No. His power that's at work within us. He can do more, but he wants us to ask. You know, James 4 says, and it's, it's a really harsh verse. It says, you don't have what you want because you haven't asked for it. You don't have what you want because you don't ask for it. You know, God wants people who, who are prepared to pray audacious prayers. Who are people who are prepared to say, God bless me. 
God, bless me abundantly so I can be a blessing to others. God, give me influence among the people. I'm going to invite the band back up. Because now the third part of this prayer makes sense. The third part of the prayer makes sense. God say, Jabez says, God, bless me. God, enlarge my territory. And then he says, please be with me. Please be with me in all I do. The original Hebrew says, your hand be with me. And what Jabez is doing, he is praying for God's presence and God's power. Can I encourage you this week? Pray for God's blessing. Pray for the uh, influence of God and pray for God's presence. And pray for his power. God, I need your hand on me. I need the presence of God. I need you with me. Because if you have the blessing and if you have the influence, they will come to a point where, and it won't take very long, where you'll get so far and you'll go, hang on, I can't do this. I can't do this on my own. And I've got to be honest with you, every Sunday I have that thought. Every Sunday without fail. You know, we've known over the last 18, 19 months, we have known the blessing of God. We've known it. We've seen it. We've experienced the blessing of God because we've prayed for it. We've prayed for, for influence in our community. We are growing as a church in influence in this community. We are, but you know what? Every Sunday morning I walk to church and I leave the house about half past seven, and it's about a mile, it's not a, a long walk, but it gives me that space to come in and just prepare. And all the way as I'm walking, I'm, I'm going through my message in my head, and every step I go, do you know what, this isn't very good. Do you know what, this isn't that great. Do you know what, I think I've missed it this week, and, I, and as I'm walking, I'm second-guessing myself, and, and my inferiority and my insecurity starts to, to ramp up. And every Sunday I pray this prayer, God be with me because I know me and I know I can't do this on my own. I know my faults. I know where I'm weak. I know where I fall down. And, and I never ever want to get up on this stage in my own strength. And you know, sometimes I'll be down there and I'll pray, God, if, if this is me, don't let me get up. God, if you're not going to go with me, don't let me go. God, send a hurricane, send an earthquake, send a flood, send a power, whatever it takes, God. Don't let me get up on this stage unless you go with me because I can't do it without your power. God, I'm going to make a fool of myself. Every Sunday, that's my thought pattern. As I'm walking in, as I'm standing there worshiping. But then I have to speak the word of God over my life. And Philippians says, I can do some things, a couple of things. I can do all things in my own strength. No, through Christ who strengthens me. So that's why we pray, God, would your hand be on me. I cannot do this on my own. And we need to ask for the hand of God. You know, the hand of God was always the phrase, when you look through the Bible, it says the hand of the Lord was on these people. It's always the phrase that's used when God's presence and God's power would settle on ordinary, normal people, donkeys, and it would enable them to do extraordinary, supernatural things. Church, can we be desperate for that presence? Can we be desperate for that 
power. Can I, can I tell you, we're not going to do it with kumbaya. We're not going to do it with a tambourine, sandals and white socks. We need God's presence. We need the power of God. Acts, Acts 11 talks about the early church and it says, the hand of the Lord was with them. And what happened? A great number believed and turned to the Lord. Do you know what? Twelve uneducated, common men. They changed the world because the hand of God was on them. Do you know what? If we want to change Newbridge, we need the hand of God. And I want you over these next few weeks to learn to walk in the presence of God. Learn to walk and and understand the power of God because we cannot do this on our own. We can't do this in our own strength. 2 Corinthians 3 says we're not qualified. We're not qualified to do anything on our own, but our qualification comes from God. There's a phrase that says God doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies the call. And you know what? It's not because of, of, of my degree or, or my knowledge base or my skills or, or anything that I've done. It's, it's not about how hard I work, but it's because I'm asking God to have his hand on my life. Zachariah says it's not by force. It's not by strength, but it's by my spirit. And that's why as we... As we gear up for this week of prayer we want to encourage you we want to get you into that that pattern of prayer because we will not do anything without first bathing it in prayer and as as we emerge as we hear the news every week about you know lockdowns restricting and 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 different restrictions being being lifted and we can start to have more freedom we don't know what this world will look like post-covid but we're not going to do anything without prayer so we won't make any decisions without prayer. We, we, we don't know what the summer's going to look like. And as we as a church plan and prepare for the summer, we're not going to do anything before we pray. Because we need God's help. We need God's provision. So we would ask God and we're going to pray this prayer as a leadership team. God bless us. God enlarge our territory. God give us influence. But God be with us. Jabez says later on, protect me. Guide me. And when we've prayed that prayer, we'll start winning a community. We'll start going and winning Newbridge. And at the end of this prayer, it says this, and God granted his request. You know, if we're going to be a people that, that pray and, and see the completion of the Great Commission, you know, the, the prayer that God responded to is the prayer that said, God, I need you. The prayer that God answered is the prayer when, when Jabez says, God, push me forward. God, bless me. I can get to here on my own. But I want to get to here. So I need more. And when you bless me, I will use that blessing to expand my influence, to expand your footprint in this community. I will use that blessing to expand my influence in my workplace, in my family, in my home. Help me reach, God, people I never thought I'd reach. 
God go with me? Should we stand together? I just want us to pray this prayer over ourselves. And just as Chris prayed this morning, I want us to be brave enough to just hold our hands out and say, God bless me. God bless us. God bless us indeed. Church, just receive that. God bless us. Bless this church. Bless every person in this room. God, would you bless every person who's watching online? Not so that we can have stuff, but that we can make a difference. God, enlarge our territory. God, would you expand our influence? God, give us influence. We need influence in this community. Give us supernatural favor with the people around us so we can make a difference. But God, give us your presence. We can't and we won't do this on our own. We need your power. God, don't even send us out of this building unless your presence goes with us. God, protect us. God, this week, would you stir us to pray powerful, audacious prayers, God, that we would have audacious faith, uh, praying faith-filled, spirit-filled prayers that, that, that make a difference so that one day we can stand in heaven and we can hear those words, well done, good and faithful servant. God bless us. If you don't know God this morning, that's okay. He still wants to bless you. You know, God loves you so much, he wants to bless you, even though you might not know him. He loves you so much, he sent his son to die so you could have a blessed and full life in him. And all he asks is you accept that blessing. All he asks is you accept the blessing of forgiveness, the blessing of being made right with God. And if you're watching online this morning or if you're here, there, particularly people watching online, there are people who are ready to pray with you and for you. So if you're watching online and you want prayer or you want to know more, pop a message in the comments and someone will get back to you from our team. But just in the room, we just pray, God, bless us. And we're going to finish with a song. And the words of this song talk about building our lives on God's love. Building our lives on a firm foundation. Putting our trust in God. So God, we pray, we put our lives in your hands. We put our trust in you. God bless us. God give us influence. God go with us so we can live lives that honor you. So we can live lives that make a difference. God, we give you all the praise because you are worthy. You're worthy of every song, worthy of every moment, worthy of every heartbeat, worthy of every breath. And we give you all the praise, all the glory, and all God's people said, Amen. Amen.